Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, I'm so excited today to welcome Josh Levine, who has an amazing background, um, like literally and um, who's an author, consultant, and edu- educator on a mission to help organizations harness the power of company culture to improve employees' lives and bottom lines. I love this. Welcome to the show, Josh. Can Thank you tell you. us in your words a little bit more about what it is that you do? Yeah. So I work with uh, executives of hyper growth technology and social enterprise organizations to build the kinds of cultures that attract, engage, and retain the kinds of talent they need to run an amazing business. So it's really all about culture is all about how people make decisions, Mm -hmm. um, the choices that they make. And that's why I believe it's such a powerful business tool. None of people think about it that way. They think about it as ping pong and pizza. And um, culture is really so much more than that. And it's a really powerful way to get folks, get the people who are working with you to understand where you're headed, what kinds of choices they should make and empower them to make the best kinds of choices for the business. I love that. I think that it's so interesting because at the end of the day, you and I do the same thing just to a slightly different, like with a slightly different perspective. I do branding and what you're doing is internal branding for companies. Essentially, That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I come from a brand strategy background and I realized that in order to help these companies deliver on these brand promises, they needed to get their employees aligned. And so I think about the the work that I used to do as a brand strategist, helping an organization understand their story and communicating it to the outside world, their customers and community on the outside. I now am working with my clients to understand what their their story is and develop the tools to engage their community on the inside so that they can actually help them deliver on those brand promises. Well, and I know this is going to be an obvious question, but I still want to hear what you have to say. Why is that important? Why is it important to get your message and your mess and your story clear for the company? Uh, well, uh, one thing is that a lot of people are wondering why they should join your company. If you are looking for people to, um, if you're looking to hire the best and the brightest or the right fit for your organization, you want to be able to articulate a higher order value than just we can pay you. And because every company can do that, you can earn money a lot of different ways and you can go on Upwork or go, you know, it's like contract from home. So you got to give people a reason to show up and say, hey, look, this is why we're in business beyond making money. So purpose is that high, is that North Star, why you exist beyond making money and beyond attracting your uh, potential employees, giving the employees on the inside, the, the folks that are there, an answer to the question, why, I, why we're here mm-hmm. before they ask it is the is the key goal so right because you're going to be work is hard 
and there's going to be hard moments and you're going to be at the end of the quarter. You have to do, you know, this big presentation. You're going to have to fly across the country. You're exhausted. And so at some point you're going to be asking that question, why am I doing this? And so you need to be very clear and be able to answer that question well before they ask that question. And that is purpose. That is, that is the, the center point. That's the first thing that we need to articulate. But that's not the only thing that you need to help because understanding where we're headed, the peak of the mountain, doesn't necessarily tell you how. Mm-hmm. And so the power of culture and creating a powerful culture platform for your business comes from connecting it to a set of unique and valuable values. These value core values or company values, these are the three to five most important things that you want to focus on. You want your employees to focus on the choices and the behaviors. These are all about actions. And so to me, that's essentially the, that's the first two things that we work with our clients on always purpose and values. Once you have that set up, right, you have essentially created a tool, set expectations around what success should look like, what we are all working on and how we're going to get there. Now we have a consistent message. Now we can articulate that. And you know, a consistent message. You got to repeat that message to get people to understand and to hear what that is. Mm-hmm. That is going to be key to keeping those folks engaged. That's the starting point to keep those folks engaged and understanding, you know, this is why I'm working hard. This is, and this is what we're trying to do together. I love that. So how does a company or an executive know that they have a culture problem or when it's time for them to invest in mm. fix or improve or upgrade their culture, however you want to word that. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, most leaders realize it too late. <laughs> they, the, the crisis emerges when the culture has already kind of been on the wrong track for a while. And so my pitch is to focus on building, establishing the framework for your culture before you have to focus on that and a crisis at the same time. Because mm-hmm. you're going to hit a crisis, right? So get your culture in order. Now, that being said, startups, high growth technology companies that we focus on, right? There's a lot of other things that are going on and they're like, eh, that's a nice to have. We've got other priorities. So what happens typically is I get a phone call when um, a new round of investment is approaching or has just been secured with an associated mandate to grow, to scale, to double in size. Um, or if you're facing, um, a, if you're, you're, you've got to grow in some capacity and you don't exactly know how you're going to do that, who you're going to hire and how you're going to keep that culture. And so the, the problem is the, 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 the problem is that all of a sudden it becomes very clear that we're trying to hire the right people. And I don't know exactly who we're trying to hire. And we're trying to hire a lot of people at the same time. And it's just becomes an imperative very quickly. And so what we need, what we help these clients do is define 
what it is that's most important for that organization, and then be able to articulate that through an employer value proposition, um, which they articulate to the potential employees and the current employees. You got to keep recruiting. Right. And so that that's that's key. We had a client a few years ago um, who asked us to come in and take a look at their values and work with them to reimagine their values. Not that their values were bad. Nobody ever has bad values, of course, they think. Um, but they always say, can you help us like refresh them? And the reason why is because within 12 months, they were going to go public and they knew they had to get their act together right. because they were going to be under a lot of scrutiny. They were going to have to hire a ton of people and they were going to have to keep those, keep the people engaged that are part of this, you know, this organization that's growing. And, and so they need that, the sale, the wind in their sails. And so that's when we are asked to come in and focus on how do we help them create a framework that everybody can go, aha, that's our culture. That's what we're focused on. I love that. It's interesting because it sounds to me like there's really at the core two types of clients. And I talk about this often in the work that I do. It's the type of people who are hiring you because they have a big vision. They're going public, they're growing, they're bringing investment, all these different things. And they have this vision that they're looking towards and saying, okay, I want to make the company the best possible company so that I can grow or so that I can attract better people or whatever that is. And then you have a second group of people who are in crisis mode and they're like, ah, we need to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you tend to find that? And I, I mean, obviously it's, it's difficult to quantify what makes somebody a good client or not a good client. And that's not where I want to go with this either. But <laughs> I, I, so where I'm actually going is that in my experience, the people who are vision led are so much more, um, I don't know, like, like they're going to take better action than the ones that are like, oh, we have a crisis. And I guess if you have a crisis and you're in the middle of a problem, you're going to take action too. But do you find that they're better clients when they're people who are vision led? Um, they are the best clients when they have a, when they have a clear understanding of what's at stake and how powerful. I love that culture is. So regardless of how you get there, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a long-term vision and you understand the power of culture, that's great. If you are having a crisis and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, culture is really important. And yesterday I didn't realize that. And now I do. That's also, that's great. Come from either, you know, come from either direction. Um, it is a matter of really understanding the power that culture can hold. And I'm here, my, my goal, right? My mission is to help more businesses understand that culture is, in fact, a business tool that needs to be staffed and managed just like IT, your IT department or your finance or your ops. It can't just be something that the office manager works on. Right. Or or even off the side of, you know, it's there's we're at the moment sort of in sort of in the evolution of understanding where HR takes on culture. And that's great. And I believe it's headed in the direction where this is culture is a big deal. It's a big project and it's always something to work on. You can't just go, okay, I'm done. And so to me, the the success. What does success look like? I don't know if you do this with your clients, but I do it with mine, which is, right? Tell me what your goal is. Tell me what, what does success look like? What is your, what's your vision? 
And success for me will be when we start to see these culture positions within organizations, tech or, you know, however, you know, whatever kind of company, right? Like we want to have somebody that is a partner with HR or a chief culture officer that they're going to be able to focus exclusively on culture, because I'll tell you what it's it, while I can come in and help you define your values to execute those values and activate and operationalize and continue to feed that and re-recruit the people on the inside. That's a lot of work. And that's not just something, it's like HR is already overwhelmed. Right. (laughs) Exactly. That makes sense. So I'm curious from a branding perspective for you and your own business, how do you communicate? And I think that you just did, but I still want to hear one of you. How do you communicate that what you do isn't a nice to have, but it's actually a need to have for your clients? It's you want to it's you are going to face a crisis, a culture driven crisis at some point in your business. I, I, I just guarantee it sooner or later. And we need to make sure that you are prepared for that. Um, you need to continue to invest in that. Your values may change over time. Your, you know, who, who's going to, you know, who you need to attract and retain is going to be, is going to change over time. And so by having that baseline, having that structure, having a culture platform, a culture um, stack, uh, a way of understanding what is so important and, and how to actually activate that is really, is really a critical piece of this. And so there's two ways that I'm doing this. One is sort of broadly, like I'm, I'm hoping to advance the conversation um, in, you know, through my book, Great Mondays, through my agency, and through my podcast, Great Mondays Radio. These are all ways that I'm trying to get more, amplify the, vol- the volume on, turn up the volume on the power of culture. That's sort of the big, slow moving, like, big idea but short term i'm talking to folks all the time and i'm saying look what you you obviously you know what is it that is most important to you is it that you you know what's the immediate need do you need to attract do you need to retain do you need to engage do you need to think about how do you motivate folks to um do things to make choices in a more aligned fashion and that that is going to be a really incre- incredible, powerful tool that you have to motivate folks. So in my book, I've articulate six the six components of company culture. And I've already told you the first three: purpose, values, and behaviors. So that's where you're like you're drawing the map and you're going to, you're basically saying, here's where we're headed. But that doesn't mean that you're going to get there. And so you need to activate. And what that is, that's the second three, recognition, rituals, and cues. And recognition, everybody's been part of or understands recognition and rewards. The problem is most organizations don't do that well enough. And so we also work when we've moved, when the client has advanced and progressed in their culture platform far enough, then we help them develop the understanding and the suite of recognition programs that reward and recognize values-driven behaviors. This is the process that we go through. So that's recognition. Rituals is how we connect and strengthen our bonds with one another. 
because you're going to, you know, as your organization grows, you're going to have um, small silos that start to crop up. And so you need to keep people connected. And that to me, rituals is going to be, is the big, um, most pertinent component for our new distributed world, because we have lost the relationships as we've not, we're no longer spending that time together. And then finally, cues are reminders about the work that we're doing and why, right? So you're like, what am I doing this for? You got to go right back. So how do you remind people about your purpose and values, what you're trying to achieve? That's the system. I love that process. Sounds incredible. So Kind of taking it back to the beginning, can you tell me a little bit about how you started this business? I mean, you mentioned that you you have your background in brand strategy as well. How did yep. that evolve into you working for companies now? Yeah, so I was I started as a um, graphic designer and moved into a st- brand strategy role. Same. <laughs> and and um, really saw in the work that I was doing with my clients at the time, I was working for a brand strategy firm, the ones that understood that employees need to be on board and the one that just wanted a facade. Mm -hmm. And so when I left that firm, I realized that the work that I wanted to do, I wanted to bring my skills to bear in a way that enabled businesses to make a difference in people's lives. Because if we spend the majority of our days working, we should be able to use business as a way to improve people's lives. Now it's not a job, not it's not the not the job of a company to to make you happy. I can't do that. That's something that comes from the inside. But an organization that is clear about their why understands and can provide a framework and a roadmap for people to create impact are going to help people become um, more fulfilled and purposeful in their work. And that's what people want is be able to see the impact that their work is, is having. And it's up to you to choose the kind of what kind of impact that is the, that is what is so powerful about this work. And that's why I wanted to focus on it is Culture is how, and you said it in the intro, how to improve employees' lives, but also bottom lines. Because if you're getting folks on board, they're going to be creating more value for you um, because they want to, because they're more engaged. Do you know what the definition of of employee engagement is? Mm -hmm. So employee, so uh, you think about what is the bare minimum, and this is this relates to kind of the quote, the quote, the 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 quote de jour of quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. So that's the bare minimum, right? That's the bare minimum. Anything less than that, you get fired. So that's that's baseline. Anything above that is engagement. So you want to be able to help this person create the kind of value for themselves and for the business that motivates them to do more than the bare minimum. So that is, and that's what everybody's looking for employee engagement, because it's a great, you already have, these people are already working for you 40 hours a week or more. So if you can, if you can provide a way that they feel more energized and taken care of, 
all the way from, you know, when we have this conversation around uh, minimum wage, can they afford the day-to-day? If they can't afford the day-to-day to take care of themselves and their family, they ain't being going to be able to give you more than what's the bare minimum and maybe even less. All the way to, right, from that, all the way to purpose. What are we doing here? What is the long-term vision? That's really what we're trying to shoot for. And that's what I see as the opportunity, working through all those those levels to create a value proposition for an employee that is both articulated in an employer value proposition, but also true and delivered on throughout the business. What are the things that you can provide? And if you can provide all those things, the more that you can provide, the more that that employee feels connected to their work, they're going to be there. They're going to be there more. They're going to be more present. They're going to be more productive and they're going to be there for a longer term. And that is a huge amount of value because it costs almost 150%, I think is the number of the salary to replace somebody. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a lot, right? And, and um, that is, that's uh, that is a big drain on the business but if you can just keep somebody if you can just keep somebody for let's say even just six months longer Mm -hmm. that's a it's an exponential amount value than if you have to all of a sudden start from scratch right especially if you're thinking about bigger companies with bigger with more employees it's like it starts to definitely add up i mean mean, (laughs) that with one person it would be enough but if you start to add up more it's just gets worse (laughs) yep Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay, so kind of switching gears here, I like to end the podcast asking this question um, because as I'm sure that you've kind of realized yourself, being an entrepreneur and a business owner comes with a lot of challenges and just a lot of stuff that goes on. So I'm curious to what role has personal development and mindset played in your own entrepreneurial journey and how do you prioritize it in your own life and business? Super switching. Yeah. 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 Um, so I have to be self-motivated. So I run a small agency mm-hmm. and less than 10 people. And um I have to constantly be curious, interested, and motive, self-motivated to learn more about both my industry and the industries of my clients. And the world at large. I'm kind of a late bloomer um, econ nerd. And so I'm always listening to economics podcasts. And it's just fascinating to me. Um, I'm always thinking about, you know, how to I work in the business, but I work, also work on the business and growing and learning about that. I'm, you know, I'm always looking to learn. And I think what I always look for in a client relationship is being able to learn from them because I'm not an expert in their business at right. all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I have experience and expertise in culture building, culture management, culture design, but how do I understand the world of their business? Recently, we've been um, doing um, a bunch of work actually with the DC public library. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, that's the other piece of business that we have, our sort of social enterprise where we work with schools and foundations and also um, developing this niche with libraries, with city libraries. And going in, I, it was, it was kind of a culture shock to learn what that, what that business was like. And I really was like, I felt, you know, um, 
slapped upside the head in sort of this like, oh, this is really different than tech. This is really different than the work that we've done on the West Coast and the Bay Area, which is where um, I started the business. And it was a very humbling experience. I came in there like, I don't know what all the answers are. But I was like, oh, these people are motivated by very different things. They're different kinds of folks, East Coast, you know, urban city and, you know, kind of this public service space. And so I basically had that moment of stepping back and going, what can I learn from this? And that's what I hope to do. And that's part of my own, you know, excitement and engagement is learning and growing in that capacity. So hopefully that that's that's some kind of that's a that's one way to answer your question. I love that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Josh. Where can people find you online? What, where do you want to take them? <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, I've got a lot of tools, free tools and downloads at greatmondays.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can purchase a copy of my book, Great Mondays, How to Build a Company Culture Employees Love. And um, look for my podcast that is launching in this year, 2023, Great Mondays Radio. So you can uh, find that wherever you find uh, Fabi's amazing uh, podcast. I'll be right next to her and we'll be um, talking to, uh, having candid conversations with culture leaders. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. Go check out Josh and I will see you all really soon. Bye. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Breakthrough Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.